hated that job, and I clung to that job. Ten years in a place without heat, six years at a job I felt stuck in. Maybe I was afraid of change. Are you? When I was 29, I told myself the next acting job I get, no matter what it pays, I will, from now on, for better or worse, be a working actor. And now I didn't have either the internet or a cell phone or a job. But something good happened. I got a low-paying theater job in a play called Imperfect Love, which led to a film called 13 Moons with the same writer, which led to other roles, which led to other roles. And I've worked as an actor ever since. I didn't know that would happen. At 29, walking away from data processing, I was terrified. But this made me very hungry, literally. <laughs> I couldn't be lazy. Now, I tell this story because the world might say you are not allowed to yet. Please, don't even bother asking. Don't bother telling the world you are ready. Show it. Do it. Trust me. A rhythm sets in. Just try not to wait until, like me, you're 29 before you find it. And if you are, that's fine too. Some of us never find it. But you will. I promise you. Raise the rest of your life to meet you. Don't search for defining moments because they will never come. The moments that define you have already happened. And they will already happen again. Don't wait until they tell you you are ready. Get in there. I waited a long time out in the world before I gave myself permission to fail. What did Beckett say? Ever tried, ever failed. No matter, try again, fail again, fail better. The world is yours. Treat everyone kindly and light up the night. She was 16 years old, and I used to sleep on the floor, and I had eight uncles in that same house, and they, they did everything under the sun, you know, going in and out of prison. My mother, she worked at Wendy's, and she would get off work at Wendy's, and I would be about the last kid sitting in the park, and I would be waiting on my mother, because I didn't want to go home, because, you know, every other day or every other week, our front door would get kicked in because my uncles, they sold drugs. So every opportunity I got in solitude to cultivate a vision for my life, I took advantage of it. And one night, my mother came into the park and I walked off the field and I said, can you please introduce me to my father? Because I played every sport and every sport I played, we had to show our birth certificates. And so every time I pulled out my birth certificate, I would always see my mother's name, but I never saw my father's name, and so it bothered me. And so she said, sure. And so my first encounter with my father, I shook his hand. I said, hey man, how you doing? He said, hey little man. He said, man, I heard you could really play sports. I said, thanks, I heard you can too. I said, but here's what I need you to do for me. I need you to pick me up every Friday night, work me out every Saturday morning, and you can take me back home after that. I don't need any money, I don't need any clothes. I just need to make it to the NFL so I can help my mother and my grandma. Can you do that? He said, yeah, I got you. And so he picked me up one Friday night, the first Saturday morning, he shakes me, it's 4 a.m. in the morning. I wake up, I'm wiping the cold out of my eyes. He said, little man, you said you wanted it, right? 
I said, yes, sir. He said, get up. We're running two miles to this fire station, two miles back home. I said, okay, let's do it. And so he walks by me and he busted a U-turn and he looked up at me. He said, son, I said, yes, sir. He said, I want you to pull that other person outside of you today. No disrespect. I said, but um, I don't see another person. I said, so I understand we have different lives and you have a job. And so if you're tired, I get it. You can go back in the house and you can go to sleep. But you're not stopping me from running to this fire station. I'm running to this fire station whether you go or not. And he looked at me and what he said to me, it pierced my heart in such a way. He said, son, what I'm trying to get you to understand is no matter how hard you work, there is somebody on the inside of you that works even harder. He said, no matter how dedicated you are, there is somebody on the inside of you that's more dedicated. No matter how committed you are, there is somebody on the inside of you that's more committed. And you don't even know what commitment is yet. You think commitment is just saying, yes, I'll do it. But what commitment is, commitment is staying true to what you said you were going to do. Long after the mood that you have set it in has left. Meaning on the days when you don't feel like doing what you said you would do, you get up and you do it anyway. That's what builds character. And he said, I need you to understand the concept that there's another person on the inside of you because one day in your life you will face something that's a lot tougher than you and your strength and your drive and your commitment and your work ethic won't do it. You have to realize that it's something on the inside of you that's greater than anything that life can throw at you and immediately I got it. And so when my life changed, not only did my football career end, I got a paralyzed right arm and hand behind me. Life changed overnight. But I was extremely grateful for it because the whole time I understood that you have to tap into in order to get through one of the darkest, toughest, roughest moments of your life. There's another person on the inside of you. This was my shot. I cried a lot. It was so embarrassing. I got fired from Frasier, the one everyone knew was going to be a hit, and it was. This time, it was really hard not to think that it wasn't meant to be my career as an actress. A couple of months later, I was almost completely out of money. Then I got a call from a friend, uh, the actor Richard Kind, who said, and this is exactly how he sounds, I heard what happened. I don't know how you get up in the morning. How do you even get out of bed, get dressed, walk out the door and show your face? I was getting up in the morning and leaving my apartment, so maybe I was coping better than I was expected to. That's a good sign. And I understand that because the 20s, they are that time in your life when you're really getting acquainted to self-doubt, when there's so much seemingly at stake. So let me reassure you, it's not supposed to be easy. You're supposed to have moments of uncertainty about which path to take because the 20s are full of crossroads. When one door closes, another door always opens. It really does. That's what I would tell myself, to keep those moments of doubts only moments. And it worked. I kept going. Then it all changed. After many auditions, I was the second person cast in the pilot called Friends Like Us, which would later be changed to Friends. Jim Burroughs also directed this pilot and the first 10 episodes of Friends. One day, the six of us were talking with Jimmy, exchanging the time I got fired stories. And Jimmy told them mine. Well, she's got the worst one of all. She got, she got fired from Frasier. Well, it's a good thing you got fired or you wouldn't have been on this show. He was right. And it was a good thing I didn't get Saturday Night Live. And that Romy and Michelle, that that pilot didn't work out. And every other disappointment that happened. They were actually more like guideposts 
that kept me on my path. Oh, and after I got fired from Fake Fraser, I went to a birthday party and feeling like I had nothing at all to lose, I flirted with a guy who was way out of my league. We dated, and on Thursday, Michelle and I will have been married for 15 years. And we'll celebrate with our remarkable 12-year-old son. So, thank God I got fired. There is a reason for everything. Welcome back to the Impact Secret Podcast show. For all my new listeners to the show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. As always, big up and thank you for participating in this ride. On this podcast show, we shift the mindset through personal development and business. I am your humble host, E. D for all you smart and intelligent folks that just simply means Ed now pull up to the dinner table I got some stories to tell you know the slogan Mr. Fist slogan that is never rest in the middle always rest at the end in today's show there's three impact secret value points I hope and I plan to deliver today that I hope that you can extract out the show that will be beneficial to you that is first start small again point number one it's start small point number two raise your standards of you again raise your standards of you point number three permission slip to fail permission slip to fail Today's show is entitled, You Have My Permission to Fail. Activate the person inside of you. You have my permission to fail. Activate that person inside of you. Let's get to today's show. Family, it was very unique and interesting. Can I just be transparent with you? You know, the hardest thing in my life I've had to accept is failure until I understood it. But failure has been, or at that time, was an Achilles heel to me. You see, a reason why is because I was just seeing so many different things happening and I just couldn't understand the why behind it. You see, some at that point, at that in that state of mind, I didn't have the information that I've, you know, over time have continued to work on. That's personal development. That's finding information to help me to become a better person and continue to work on myself every day. Finding something to read, to listen to, to actually produce myself, to make sure that what I am learning, that I produce it out to the world because of the fact of they say is when you learn something it's better to teach it because it reinforces what you learn 
You see, the uncertainties of life, boy, I could write a book about it. You see, I was at this company and the whole goal of me being there, the reason why they hired me was it was to set me up to send me to their Florida location. Now, the plan that they destined for me was that I was going to sit there. I was going to basically be trained by one of my coworkers on on the whole business aspect and how to communicate and, and talk the business. Cause I've never been in that side of business, but it was sales. So I figured, Hey, why not? That's why I always tell you family. I know what the job description says. I know what the, the requirements say, but just because they say it, that does not mean that you're not a fit for it. I'll say that again. I know what the job description says. I know what the requirement says. You know, 10 years of this, five years of this, two years of this. I know it all. what it all says, but that doesn't mean that you're not a fit for it. So this company asked me again, like I was saying, to transferred to their Florida office and I was all gamed and I was excited. So I called my mother on the phone and I said, Hey mom, listen, uh, the, you know, I've been in Texas and you know, it's, it hasn't worked the way that I wanted it to work. The dreams that I thought were going to happen and how, you know, I was going to just be this, this individual, this millionaire and all the, the big dreams that I've shared with you. Unfortunately, it hasn't been going that way. I do have an opportunity to move to Florida. They're going to transfer me there. don't know much about the city in Florida they're transferring me to, but uh, it's only about 30 minutes away from my brother. So at least him and I could spend, you know, more time and just, you know, just hang out. At least I'll have family there. And she said, well, son, I have some news for you. Uh, we've made the decision to go ahead and actually moved to Florida. We've been looking at houses online. Now we're actually going down there to visit. So I am beyond excited. I'm like, wow, that's going to be amazing. So I start going through the training process. An incident happens in which one of my coworkers decides that this position that they're in no longer works for them and they're going to go ahead and leave the manager at that time comes to me and he says, hey, listen, this is the you know, I know that you were we were we were training you to go to the Florida location. Would you like to stay here? And we're willing to increase your pay if you basically stay here and take the job. And see, at that time in my career journey, I wasn't I didn't have the wisdom that I have now. I didn't have the I wasn't really tapped into my instincts as I am now, because if I would have known, uh, I wouldn't have done because if I would have changed that, it would have altered everything else in my life. So I don't have a regret about what happened. I just you know how I feel. It's one of those things where you're like, man, if I had the information I have now, oh, boy. So that's why I said I agreed to to stay. And I said, I'll take the position. And family, when I tell you it was it was a disaster, it was a situation where I was like, I can't believe this is happening. And I get on the phone with my mom and I tell I had told her that 
originally that I was going to take the position. She said, hey, son, if you change your mind, just come down here because, you know, I mean, you'll be able to find a job and, and everything. If it's, just, if it's about a job, that, that won't be no problem. And I said, OK, I said, I'll, I'll think about it. But again, in the back of my mind, I was I was so stubborn and so determined to figure it out here in, in, in Texas. I had to figure it out. And so we I I'm going through the job. And like I said, it was just. It was not the best work environment. Everything negative that you can think of was occurring. And finally, one day, um, I get a call from my sister. And this is when the whole process started of, you know, my mom checking into the hospital and never checked out. And at that point, you, I started having those regrets. I started be feeling, having a victim mentality. I started thinking of things that was not fair to myself or any, anybody around me because I was blaming myself for what happened with my mother, because maybe at that time when she was talking to me and explaining to me, son, you know, just come on down anyway. It was her really reaching out to say, I need you and I didn't catch it. So you, you start having all of these thoughts and regrets and playing that whole victim role and victim mentality. So anyway, I decided to, uh, after that point, you know, coming back home, I mean, uh, going and burying, burying my mom and then coming back to the job situation, I had a, a I, I was very angry. I was angry because of I couldn't this just came out of nowhere I mean you're talking about being caught on the blind side that was exactly what occurred I was just caught on the blind side and I come back I'm probably at this job for maybe a week if if at most and the next thing I know they want to drug test me and I'm like why are you I was like this is the second drug test in you know 90 day I mean actually no excuse me in 30 days I said what is going on here are you guys looking for something I don't I don't do drugs so I'm just trying to under, what are you looking for and what was amazing about the experience is because I wasn't seeing at that time because I was so caught up in what just happened that if I would have sat there for a moment and paid attention is that they were what I talk about a lot on the business side of things of, of you being managed out. So it starts with something, you know, that you probably wouldn't think because this drug testing is supposed to be random, but my name kept coming up and they said, well, it's just based on, you know, alphabets. And I'm like, yeah, that, that you, you still not selling me on that. So anyway, I passed the drug test just like I told them I would. And then the next step was, uh, they brought me into the office. And when they brought me into the office family, again, I was, you know, I'm like, what is this about? And you could tell the dynamics in the room. You, you know, when you come from the environments, you know, I've come from a, or even been in that environment for a short amount of time, you, you have to learn how to read a, a, a person, a room very quick because you don't know what can happen. In the room, when I walked in and I read it, I was like, yeah, something is about to go down here. Something is not right because of just the posture of 
each of the, the, you know, the manager, my manager and his manager and the way they were set and way, how far away he was from me. So anyway, they, they told me, Hey, look, uh, unfortunately, you know, we're making some changes within the company and we're, you know, you were the last person to be hired and, you know, this is nothing, a reflection of your work or anything. It's just, we, we have to go in a different direction. And I was just like, wow, <laughs> another shot, another, another hit, another way of being blindsided. And I was like, I'm done. I am so done with life because I mean, you know, you, you couldn't have picked a better time to tell me something like this. So I went on about my way family and what I, what I learned from that particular situation and just that how all of those events happened so fast in a short amount of time within a week or two that you have to really be willing to fail. That's when I, I mean, that's when for me, failure, understanding failure really set in because at that time while I was at home applying for jobs, looking for opportunities and going out for jobs that I knew that I really didn't even want, but I went out for him because I needed the experience to, you know, the interviewing experience and understand the industry as well as I was just sitting in a house and I really wasn't doing anything with my time. And then that's when I started really just like, what can I do? And I picked up a book and I started reading and then it went from that book and I was reading the Bible. So I was just, I just kept, looking at information and getting stronger and stronger as far as through personal development and understanding that situation, probably no, it actually was. It was such a blessing for that to happen to me because then I transitioned into the retail space, which allowed me to interact with customers a lot. And then I, I moved into a management trainee position opportunity from there to work with another company. But what was awesome about that is at the time I couldn't see what was going on at the time. I couldn't understand why this was happening to me at the time. I felt like a complete failure. Not only did I lose my job, I lost my mother. I'm like, what else do you want life? What else do you want to take away from me? And that's why when you listen to, when you listen to those videos that I, uh, that I played for you, the audio, excuse me, what stood out to me in each one of those stories was the what you think that you lost or what you think that you're losing. And that for, you know, I don't care how strong mentally and in everything you are, you will go through a phase where you will just blame yourself and try to figure out, you know, why is this being taken away from me? I, you know, I've done everything possible that I can do. I mean, I work late hours when they didn't pay me. I was, I was the first one to show up. I was the last one to leave. How could they, how could they, you know, fire me or lay me off or manage me out? Whatever you want to put with it. Why? We ask that why question a lot. We ask the why of, of, you know, why are we failing because of the fact of, Failure, I don't care who you are, doesn't really feel good at the time. 
It doesn't. I don't care what they sell you or what they tell you. It doesn't feel good at the time. But when you get that aha moment, oh boy. See, that aha moment lets you know, well, ooh, that was good that that, that happened to me. I'm so grateful that if that wouldn't have happened, then this door wouldn't have opened. And if that door, you know, that door wouldn't open, um, then the next door wouldn't open. See, when when you learn and you start becoming comfortable with failing to each, I mean, failing and failing and fail and still keep going. See, family, when I started off, I started off small as far as on the business side. I uh, started selling on eBay. And I think this is probably about four years ago, selling on eBay three to four years ago. And I was really gung ho. I really enjoyed it. But then I was like, there has to be more out here. So at that point, I started getting into, you know, marketing because I was already knew a, a, a lot about sales because I read a lot of sales books and I was in the industry of sales. So I understood, you know, learning about people. And I was just always fascinated with people of how they respond or how they communicate things to you, uh, not really what they're thinking, but just sometimes what you want to hear and being able to decipher, you know, when some, you know, decipher the information better. And so each step family has been a small step to getting to something that I, I really truly love. Like I've have, I, I still do. And I'm, I'm getting better on minimizing and, and all, all the things, the, the things I experimented with as far as, you know, being a reseller I still am a little bit, but what I really love is being able to, get behind a mic or get on camera or um, do some marketing and sales and things like that. I really, truly love that. And I kind of known that's what I had really loved, but it was just the whole mentality of, can I make any, can I be able to feed my family? Will I be able to, you know, live off of this? So I just done it a little bit at a time when I first started to show, as you guys are fully aware, if you don't understand the progression of of where I was at at episode one to, I don't know what episode we're on now, but each, my goal is to continue to get better. And that's why I say family start small. If there's something that you're interested in, is there something that, you know, you want to test and, and see if you're passionate while you're still working your, your full-time job. This is the time because what you don't want to want want to happen is is that you don't have anything in emotion or you're not you know working on anything and then let's say your job you know lays you off or you get fired or or you you know you get sick or something you know whatever may happen and now you don't have a choice you got to go now and Sometimes the you got to go now is is extremely healthy for you because now just like with um the first speaker was talking about uh, uh, he he was talking about that he was working a job that he hated and he quit. But knowing but when he quit, he knew that he, he didn't have an opportunity to be lazy. He didn't have the opportunity to figure out if, you know, do I want to do this? Do I want to spend the time and invest to learn? He had to go now. 
And that's what you have to do, family. And so that's why I recommend while you're working, start small, start doing little things small. I don't care if you're making a dot and making anything from it. It's the point of getting in sets and reps, sets and reps of repetition. So when the time comes, you are prepared. Right now, if somebody were to ask me to speak, my framework, I'm ready to go. And I and I still want to get better at this. I still I'm still gonna keep reading books and, and watching things, but I'm gonna apply what I learn and produce it to see what works and see how it it will work well. You see, family, that that's the whole purpose of the permission slip to fail. I just think if if we had permission slips to fail, the we would we would change a lot of things that we've done or are doing. Because I remember in school, they gave us a permission slip and this permission slip allowed us to walk the halls or if we had to go to the bathroom or we had to go see another teacher or whatever. If you got stopped in the hallway, you always could say, hey, I have a permission slip. I think that's what we have to have for life. We have to have a permission slip from written from ourselves to say it's okay to go out and chase your dream it's okay to go out and do something you never done it's okay to go out and experiment with life and live it to the fullest and figure out what you want to do i don't care how old you are i don't care if you if you're you know 10 5 all the way to 60 70 80 you still got time but it's up to you it's up to you to take that permission slip out so you can activate that in, that other individual that's waiting, that's crying, that's dying to get out. But it's up to you to activate it and how you activate it is on your actions, how you activate it is what are you going to do today that you didn't do yesterday and not planning for tomorrow. When I say planning, I mean planning, of oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. When you know you need to do it today. So family, I know that it wasn't cool back then to talk about failure. You know, one of my favorite books is is uh, Mindset by Carol DeWitt. And again, r- what she talks about is that how failure has such a negative connotation on it that when people fail, they believe it's because of them in a sense of not not taking initiative and saying, okay, I failed there. How do I improve if it's a skill set? How do I work on a habit? Or so it's 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 people are so afraid to fail because if they fail, they feel like there's gonna look to be looked upon as somebody that is not worthy or somebody that, you know, um, has no goals or ambition in, in life. And that's why I just think when they tell these success stories, that's why I read a lot of biographies as well. Matter of fact, I'm reading Bruce Lee's biography. Well, the audio book, I'm listening to the audio book of Bruce Lee. And the reason why I listen and read a lot of biographies, because I want to know not, I don't want to, I don't want to know about their success. Meaning like, I, I don't, I'm grateful that, you know, they're, they're successful, but I want to know how did they stay 
when they were in the trenches? How did they keep their mindset going? How did they keep going from failure to failure and knowing eventually it's going to change? How did they how did they keep their mindset so strong that it didn't matter what what their friends, family were telling them that they believe so hardly in their dream? They believe so hardly in their purpose that they were driven beyond anyone can imagine. And that's why I read biographies, because it gives me the failure aspect. So it lets me know, okay, I can keep going. And that's what we need, family. We need more people to talk about their failures to say, yes, I did fail here. But let me tell you what I did when I was in that dark place, when I was in that place of failure. These are the habits. These these are the disciplines that I created to get to my success that you see that I'm having now. I'll close with this family. You're going to face a lot of failures in your life. And if you haven't failed, you will fail. I just hate to tell you that I hate to be, as they say, the bearer of bad news. But is it really bad news? Because what if you took this job and they decided to go in a different direction and then you get a new opportunity that was 10 times better than that? What if what if you are in a situation, whether a a relationship or you are working on on something and it's just not ex- as successful as you know it can be based on that the the vision that you have set but then all of a sudden it sets you up for something else so you never know who you may come in contact with you never know the thing that you've been putting aside because you're afraid that you may fail at it, that that may be your, your, as was the Willy Wonka, the golden ticket. That may be your golden ticket. That may be your way out of the situation that you're in, but you have to face it. And it's, it's challenging family. I tell you that every day I get on this mic, every day I look for a topic that I can talk about. Every time that I open my mouth, I get nervous of the fact, not because I'm nervous to do this, but I'm nervous because of the fact of, How am I, how did they keep this going? How do you meet the standards and not meet it, but surpass the standards that you have set? Go above and beyond and outwork people in your same field respectfully. So I challenge you, family. Don't allow what you see with your eyes or what has happened to you stop you for what you're meant to be and who you're meant to be to become. This has been the Impact Secret Podcast Show. I am your humble host, E.D. Check me out in the show notes. Click on the link. Subscribe to the future newsletter that is coming. I love to interact with you. Peace.